Hey friend, it's Stephanie Radcliffe, your host of the Stories Begin at Home podcast. As a homeschool mom of five, I know firsthand the overwhelm and informational overload that we can find ourselves in these days. I created this space so we could inhale and exhale together, helping us to relax our methods, standards, and ideals by putting connection over a curriculum. We'll chat all things homeschool, natural learning, gentle and respectful parenting, and gospel-centered motherhood. But don't let any of those terms deter you. We don't judge a book by its cover over here. All are welcome. Let's embrace our unique family stories and grow in confidence as we learn to trust ourselves and our children. So grab your coffee or tea, listen as you do dishes or change another load of laundry. Take a deep breath, grab a pen, figurative or literal, and let's rewrite freedom, joy, and connection in our homes and homeschools. All stories begin somewhere. Let's begin ours at home. I had such a blast talking to Katie at Little House Learning Co. I'm always so inspired and encouraged by her and she always makes me take an internal deep breath. I love how genuine she is and how passionate she is about home education and helping others get started and maintain joyful homeschools. She encourages new homeschool families and veteran ones alike to enjoy being together, getting outside, enjoying at-home comforts, and embracing the unique things that homeschooling brings us. She also encourages us that the first year or more can be bumpy and stressful, and that's more than okay. Such a part of the process. We can release the pressures and embrace the journey. We discussed how she finds freedom in the Charlotte Mason method because of Mason's emphasis on relationship with the child and coming alongside the child. She views herself as a co-learner with her children and a facilitator in the process. You'll want to listen to this chat to hear more about the sweetest saying she has with her children when they're having a hard time and how she builds trust with them. I got goosebumps when she said it. I love how Katie talks about gratitude and how when she starts to feel that age-old comparison creep up, she knows to take some steps back and regroup. She talks about how we are often seeing others' blessings on social media, and therefore it's easy to see their blessings, but then only be able to see our trials, because we don't often see the full picture. So when we stop and focus on what we've been given and the blessings we have in our lives, it is such an antidote to comparison. I love how Katie talks about her faith in Jesus and how she depends on him for patience and gratitude during her homeschool and motherhood days. I love this reminder that gratitude isn't something we can muster up perfectly on our own. We need help in order to even be grateful. I agree with Katie that Jesus, because he lived the perfect life we could not, can help us in gratitude. She talks about how she rests in Jesus on her hard days. I also loved how Katie talked about the deeper we're in community with others, we see that we're all in this together. Everyone has hard times, and the more we're vulnerable and share these things, it brings a sense of unity and togetherness and cuts down on comparison and isolation. And last but certainly not least, Katie has a homeschooling 101 course that you'll definitely want to check out if you are new to homeschooling and want some advice on getting started. I'm so glad she joined me for this chat, and I'm so thankful that you are here with us. I hope you enjoy. appreciate it. I'm so yeah. excited. Ah. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and dive in. Um, so number one is tell us a little bit about yourself, um, where you live, about your husband and your kiddos, all that good stuff. Yeah. So I live in Minnesota. Um, my husband and I have been married 10 years next week. So um, and we have three children. My oldest is seven and a half. And then we have a five-year-old and a three-year-old. Okay. Yeah. Um, and tell me gender there, boy, boy, girl, girl, boy, girl, girl. That's right. Okay, cool. 
Very awesome. Um, okay, so I asked you to come live with me, and I'm so excited for you to be our second um, episode of the podcast because I just love your content, and I've always loved specifically um, how you're so down to earth. Sorry, I'm looking at notes here to make sure that I um, hit it um, correctly. Um, you're just always so encouraging to the homeschool moms. Um, you've you've been so such an encouraging voice to me in my journey. Um, especially for moms who are just getting started. Um, so I wanted to ask, um, first of all, how you got started homeschooling, what made you decide to get, get started and what is your main encouragement to moms who are just starting out? Yeah, looking back, I can see a lot of different pieces that led us to the culmination of choosing homeschooling. Originally it was when I um, chose to stay home when my oldest was born, we cut our income in half. So when he was like two and a half, three years old, and we were thinking about preschool um, in Minnesota, our preschool isn't free. And so the one that was closest to us was super expensive. And it was all day, four days a week. And I just felt like he was too little to be away from me that long. And I really wanted to, you know, be wise with our finances. And so that's kind of how I even considered just doing preschool at home. And yeah. then as the Lord would have it, that just really morphed over time into enjoying having him home and not having to be rushing when we had little babies at home, waking them up from their naps and all that sort of thing. And then um, he would have been going into kindergarten the fall of 2020. And so okay. any other inkling that I had to maybe um, sent him to the school system. I think that just really solidified that we were supposed to be doing homeschooling. And so um, now, you know, we've just been in it. And it feels like the longer we're in it, the more reasons we find to continue homeschooling and just really have fallen in love with the lifestyle um, mm -hmm. more than I even more than I really even thought. Um, so we love it. Um, what I would tell new homeschoolers, I mean, it's a lot, right? Like that, I have a course called Homeschool 101 that <laughs> is for like people who are brand new, who are interested in homeschooling. And I put it together because I ha kept having people in my DMs who were like, hey, I really just don't know where to start. And I have all these questions and I felt like I wanted to give them all the answers. And so I would give them something and then I'd be like, oh wait, I forgot to talk about this. <laughs> and then, oh wait, shoot, I forgot to talk about that. And so I just put it on a course. So everything's there and accessible. And it, it really is for the new homeschoolers who are just trying to figure out the process. Yeah. Um, but you know, other than the whole process of like your laws and how to, you know, run your home and how to schedule your weeks and all that, that I go through in my course, I feel like my best advice is just, um, give yourself time to figure it out. Don't expect yourself to be perfect. Don't expect your kids to be perfect. Like enjoy the pieces um, that make homeschooling beautiful. So the ability to go outside, like the ability to be together, um, the comforts of home of like sitting on a couch with blankets and, you know, like enjoy what makes homeschooling unique. Um, yeah. Because I know for everyone, it might not be for forever, um, but to just enjoy the season that you, you find yourself in. That first year of homeschooling is really bumpy. Um, can it can be really stressful in a lot of different ways. I think us educators put a lot of stress on ourselves even to be a certain way or to have it all figured out um, yeah. or we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. So yeah, just to enjoy it and take some deep breaths, you know, like relax a little. It's going to be fine. They're going to make it like, yeah. 
feel like it's like cliche to say like you learn through the journey, but it's just so true. Like yeah. what homeschool, what it is, is through the journey and figuring it out. Um, and I think in the, uh, I think it's in the wild and free book, um, by, by Ansley. Um, mm-hmm. he talks about how like your first even couple of years is just like navigate it. And I've always found like such hope in that. So very cool. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, yeah. And I definitely wanted to talk about your course. I have that in my notes to make sure that moms know about the awesome resource for those who are just getting started and to answer so many questions. Um, something that I loved that you talk about in so many of your reels and your posts is the freedom you found in the Charlotte Mason method. Um, I love how you talk about how, um, Charlotte Mason and her philosophies and her methods and what she says um, continues to help you let go and continually challenges you to show patience Mm -hmm. um, when you meet reluctance um, with your kiddos. Um, And then we can pivot also to discuss um, like how you, how you give yourself grace with, with that. So reluctance with your kids and grace for yourself um, within that. Yeah, when I first was drawn to Charlotte Mason, I I really liked some of these components of like um, narration and um, you know not having workbooks but having living text like not having textbook but having living books. I really um, it just felt like a different style of learning to me. It felt like um, encountering beautiful ideas, digesting and narrating, and then like really holding on to and, and taking captive this personal connection um, with information and with ideas. And um, it was very beautiful to me. Um, but what I didn't expect is how much less work it would be for me in some ways. Um, what I've discovered is that in the Charlotte Mason path of education, uh, it's really the learners. The work is the learners, not the teacher. The teacher is... I'm a co-learner with them. So I I think I feel a lot of grace when I think of it that way, that I'm not their instructor, but instead I'm more of their facilitator. And I'm the one who, you know, I'm not spending hours printing and organizing worksheets. It's the student who is processing the information and narrating it. Um, They're the ones who are really um, taking it in and digesting it, like I said, and um, making it their own. And so, it has taken the pressure off of me as an educator in a lot of ways in that regard. Um, and I, I'm a person who, if we were in a more of a different style of education where it was like heavy emphasis on memorization or heavy emphasis on like checking the boxes, I know my personality type and I know that, um, that like, I really like to achieve and I really like to like do it right and do it perfect. And I feel like, um, that could put a lot of pressure just threw me on my children um, because I would want them to like, you got to be on track. You got to do this and this and this and this. So um, I I really am thankful that we encountered Charlotte Mason when we did. Um, I think it does help us when we get met with reluctance where, you know, a lot of her emphasis is on short lessons. And so instead of, instead of saying, okay, we have to get like page 14 and 15 done today. It's like, we've set aside this time to do math or whatever. And then when we're done, like however much we got done, we got done. And it's, it's a living education. And so it's not, it's not based around checking boxes or 
doing X, Y, and Z. So, I mean, we still have plans, you know, like I still plan, um, but we have a lot of flexibility in our days, but specifically like when there are days that are, are met with more reluctance, I feel a lot of freedom to just take a step back, you know, to say like, that's okay. Whatever we got done today is going to be good. And to recognize how much education happens outside of like what you're doing at the table, you know, being outdoors, like that's a, that's a Charlotte Mason big emphasis too, is yeah. time outside and discovery in nature. And, and even for the ages that my kids are, we do a lot of emphasis on, on play and on, on imagination. Um, but also like, yeah, we'll take a break. We will, you know, grab a snack or bring food to the table that can change attitudes. A lot of times, Literally. sometimes it's just a matter of, of saying, Hey, I feel like something is going on here. Like, can you express to me the feelings that you're experiencing and why, you know, maybe you're uncomfortable or why you are feeling frustrated or why you're feeling mad or like um, my oldest and I, we have a phrase where, you know, he's basically like, he says, I say, I'm with you. And he says, I can do this. You know, oh. so we kind of have this back and forth of like, hey, I'm your teammate. Like, it's no pressure. Like, you don't have to be perfect. No one's checking this. This is just for us to have fun and to read and to share in, in, in this life. I think seeing the bigger picture really helps, helps me have a lot of grace, too, on those days of like, is it really going to matter if we miss this lesson? Is it really going to matter? You know, um, and I, honestly, if there's multiple days of reluctance, I think sometimes it's, it's reassessing you know, from an educator's lens of like, is something amiss here that's not a fit? Is yeah. something, um, is there something here that is going on that's outside of schooling, like at an emotional level or developmental level? Are we yeah. pushing too hard? Are we not ready for this? Um, do I need to, you know, reassess m the materials that I'm using? Or how can I make this more playful? How can I make this more gentle and fun? Um, yeah. And I've really used that approach, especially with my younger learners, like, um, preschool and, and even kindergarten is very um, gentle and relaxed here. We just do a lot of reading and a lot of like hands-on discovery and it's not a full-blown here's your curriculum and here's what you're doing on day one and day 27 and you know yeah um, having that pressure I just feel like that's one of the reasons we're out of the school system and so I don't want to bring that into my home you know I don't want to bring all the things that I, I don't like about the school system into our home education. Yeah. So, yeah. I love that. I love that it's like so relationship based. Yeah. And focusing on the individual learner. And then also, like you said, like asking yourself, like, what can I do to facilitate it for it to be more meaningful for them? Or if there <laughs> is a reluctance, is it a skill? Is it an emotional thing? Like just observing the child. And like, mm -hmm. as Charlotte Mason says, their person what is yeah. that the need in this moment to help them I love that thank yeah. you my husband always talks about beginning with the end in mind and yeah. so I think when we are educating with a picture of like what we like our hopes for our children um, not that like any kind of education is a guarantee you know like we don't homeschool to like guarantee that like our children are going to be successful or that they're going to hold certain beliefs and values like we hope for that but we know it's not like a guarantee um but i think just having like i feel like what really makes a person successful 
You know, um, I think statistics say that 65% of the jobs that our children will have haven't even been invented yet. Um, You know, where I think that there's just a lot of unknowns about the future. And when I look at it big picture, it really helps me too on those hard days to be like, hey, let's remember why we're doing this. We're doing this for connection. We're doing this so that our children can learn in an environment that is safe for them, where they are loved unconditionally, where they can have like a secure attachment, um, all these things and if I think about them as adults like is today's lesson going to matter you know 17 years from now or 21 years from now or 13 years from now and I think that that really helps me get my head around like it, it just helps me like digest the the values that I really do want to hold and the way that I want to approach lessons and the way that I want to approach those difficult days yeah, absolutely. And I love that it, um, Charlotte Mason talks so much about a feast because mm-hmm. I feel like when I um, approach it that way, even this week, like if I approach it as just presenting it to them and seeing where that leads and how it will play off of one another, like even specifically this week, one child wanted to do what I was presenting, one child didn't. And then like the way that morphed and I just kind of let them, I didn't say anything at first. So I just like put it out there and then it was just an interesting interaction. And I just love that philosophy of just put it out there. See what happens. Yeah. There's so many things that I never would have thought to incorporate in a child's education had I not encountered Charlie Mason. Like I, I think I even, to be honest, like scoffed at some of the things at first where I'm like really folk songs. Like, <laughs> This is not like 1997. Like, do we need to be that kind of homeschooler? Yeah. Um, but I think as the years go on, like I've really seen a lot of beauty in incorporating just a wide, wide range of like classical music and artist study and like all these things that I wouldn't have thought of. Um, but I've really seen my children grasp and engage with. And it's like, wow, I didn't expect that. Um, it's been a really it's been, I don't know, a really beautiful and interesting journey. I think all of our homeschooling life has been unexpected. Yeah. And I know for me, like, and what we're going to talk about this in a minute, but like, it can be easy to read things or see things and be like, oh my goodness, my kids are not there yet, or I'm not there yet, or Mm -hmm. to do X, Y, and Z. But I know even in my journey, um, focusing on the, the journey, like we were talking about, Mm -hmm. um, the step-by-step, like, um, just like you were saying folk songs, I think my testimony is, um, classical music and music. Like my kids actually really love classical music. They Mm. really, really do. Um, and they ask for it and they love to learn. There's a book series about composers that they really love to learn about. Um, and holding on to that victory when I don't see the other things, Mm. like, they're not into Shakespeare. Just going to go and throw that out there. They're like, <laughs> come on. No. Um, but they are really into the composers. And so mm-hmm. just continuing to gently offer, I think, is yeah. really cool that Charlotte Mason encourages us as moms to do. Yeah, totally. So very cool. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so again, like I said, we were going to talk about comparing. So you um, had a reel recently that I just really adored um, and I'm a very passionate person and just how much I love home education um, and love just doing what's best for our families. These squares can be hard to really navigate sometimes for all of us. 
Um, and um, you talked about how um, you used to be able to get on this app or not be able to, you used to get on the app, sorry, um, and struggle not to compare with your kids' seasons, um, their ages. Um, and you said, you know, sometimes you didn't realize or consider of, oh, that mom's kids might be older. Or I laughed out loud when I saw like, maybe they're in a different tax bracket. Um, can you talk a little bit about how you navigate comparison um, and what you would encourage moms with um, as they face that? Um, I know a big thing you talk about is gratitude and, and embracing your unique homeschool. Yeah, I think that um, it's really easy to compare. Um, I, it's, it's hard because I think you come in this app looking for community, right? You like all moms need that, especially when you're homeschooling. Some moms in their season of life or their location are really isolated. And so like, I'm really grateful for Instagram and for all these blogs and podcasts that are out there because I have learned and benefited so much from like women who have gone before me. And I've really felt a sense of community that I think maybe would have been missing otherwise. Um, but it is, it can ensnare you super quickly if you're not careful. Um, I think like when I start to feel jealous, I, I try to remember, okay, one, yes, these people, like I'm seeing their blessings. I'm yeah. not seeing their trials. Um, and then when I look at my life, I'm usually looking at my trials and not looking at my blessings. Yes. So honestly, sometimes just stopping and just recounting the, like, the good things in my life, the things that I'm thankful for. Gratitude is an incredible antidote. It, yeah. um, it is powerful. And I think the more, that, um, the more that I'm able to be grateful for the things that I've been given, the more that I can look at other people's gifts and really celebrate that. Yeah, and I think it's it's been a mind shift when I I notice that I'm being triggered by someone's blessings of what they're showing. Um, sometimes, like I do, need to just take a step back, mute that person, unfollow that person, whatever. Um, but other times, it's just recognizing, I, like, the more you know people on a personal level, I think the more too that you yes. hear about things that are really hard in your life. Um, yeah, one of my favorite people on Instagram who I would always see her post these things, and I was like wow, look at all those beautiful wooden resources she has. And look at all of like, you know, she lives in like this really idyllic place and they have like a lot of material blessings. Um, and as I got to know her, like I, she shared with me some things that are like some dynamics that are really heartbreaking and challenging in her family. Yeah. You know, and I just think whether it's um, what people are presenting here, or even like the good ideas, I think there are a lot of things that I've shared that I'm like, this works really well for our family, or this is like a, a thing that I do in our family rhythms or whatever that works great. And I know personally that that is what's happening at the present moment. But if I looked at it all collectively of like everything I've ever shared, it would be hard not to be like, wow, she's doing everything perfectly. And I know that's not true of my own self. So I think just that check of like, we're not seeing everything. And even maybe what I'm presenting isn't always the full picture. As much as I try to be authentic and genuine, um, it's not like, it's not always the full picture. And so I think being grateful for what, what we're given and then really um, seeing, seeing what makes our, our homeschools unique and embracing that so to say like even our challenges that make it unique um yeah to have gratitude and just to say this is different than no one else is like this no one else's homeschools like this and that's what makes our homeschooling 
journeys so beautiful is that they're not like each other. Um, and to, yeah, I think just sit in the present moment. I think sometimes it's, it's, it's a red flag that like, I need to take a break from this app. Yeah. Um, it's, and even as a content creator, I think it's easy to get ensnared in like metrics and yeah. uh, the algorithm and things like that. And then I always joke cause I'm like, I know no matter how big or small my account is that there's always like just some random dog account that has more followers. You know what I mean? Like yeah. where it's like, there's, there's just, there's always going to be somebody who has things that you don't have, who has a larger account, who has more homeschooling resources, who has more help, um, you know, like parents coming in or a husband who's able to help, um, yeah. who has children who don't have the struggles that my children have, you know, yeah. um, and then to recognize that maybe I'm that for somebody else. And so I need like to have a reality check that like there are good and wonderful things that I can be thankful for. And, um, and then just to be thankful for someone else's life to say, wow, I'm so happy for you. And like celebrating these accomplishments or these wonderful things that um, are a part of your life too. Cause recognizing that um, it's okay and it's good and it's right to celebrate other people's gifts yeah. and blessings. Um, and just keeping that though in like an accurate headspace of they also are, they also have hard things in their life. Everyone has hard things, you know? So yeah. it's yeah. not easy. Like I say that, but it's not easy. Whether it's somebody on Instagram or somebody in real life that you know, um, yeah. like a good friend who's homeschooling with you or whatever. It's just easy to look and sit in to think, man, that person's life is easier in some ways. I wish I had X, Y, and Z that they have. Um, and honestly, it's just, it's just gratitude that has really um, transformed that and has made it less, less of a trap, to be honest. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that like you said, that recognizing other people's struggles and knowing those are present because there's, they're present in all of our lives, helps us to be more um, grateful, um, mm -hmm. what we do have. And then also to share in what other people are experiencing. Like you said, getting to know people on a personal level helps to know we're all in this together and navigating mm -hmm. our own waters. And mm -hmm. that I think is really like helpful in that journey too. Sure. Thank you for that. Wisdom. I, I think we all just need to continually be reminded of that because this space is such a blessing, but can be so tricky. Um, yeah. so that um, voices like yours are really important. So thanks so much for sharing that. Um, so the last thing I want to make sure I touch on too, is you um, mentioned recently, um, before we wrap up, um, how you um, have realized that your biggest problem in homeschooling um, is yourself and how you cling tightly to Jesus a Christian and a believer too. And I wanted to just hit home with like how you cling to Jesus as a mom in your home educating process. Yeah. I think there are many days where I'm like, man, my kids just having this attitude. What is going on here today? And then I recognize, wow, actually that's my attitude that I'm bringing to the table. That's like my unmet expectations or my irritants or anger and annoyance. Um, I have, I have, needed in this process i think it's been the most refining um experience of motherhood like motherhood was like a very rough start for me and it was very refining but i think homeschooling just takes it one step further yes. where 
just being with my kids all the time and having all this extra, I don't know if it's just like extra things to do or what of like, okay, I have all this education. We need to get these things done. I have to keep the house clean. I have to like, you know, nourish my body and, and friendships and relationships. It's just a lot. It's a lot of like spinning plates. Um, and I can let myself get really overwhelmed or if I'm not caring for myself well, I can feel super burned out um, and just be bringing this cloud into our home education. So I think honestly, some of that has been, um, it's been a journey of just gaining awareness to my own attitude, my own like sharpness or unkindness or annoyance that I'm responding to my kids in. I think Charlotte Mason has been like a huge influence in that of seeing my children as whole people of, of saying they're not just like, you know, a five-year-old who's, who will be like a whole person when they're 12 or 15, like they're already a full person. And what I talk to, you know, a friend like this, what I talk to like my husband like this, um, and just recognizing some of that. But I think honestly, it's just been, um, a really refining process of learning to humbly ask for forgiveness. Yeah. Um, you know, when I wrong my children to not just brush that under the rug and move on, but to look them in the eyes and to say, I shouldn't have talked to you that way. That was wrong of me. And, and doing that in a way that magnifies Christ. And that says like, yes. I also like am a sinner. I'm just because I'm your parent doesn't mean that I am like that I have it all together and I don't want my kids to see me like that. I don't want to present myself like that. I want them to see where we are both like on our knees before the cross in need of Jesus and in need of the Holy Spirit's empowerment. And as like screw ups in a sense, you know, of like, I, I make mistakes and I want to acknowledge that to you as a whole, as a whole person yeah. to say like, you know, I'm not, I'm not perfect and I'm sorry. And I need to make that right to you. And so, um, homeschooling has given me a lot of opportunity. You know, a lot of people say, Oh, wow, you're so patient. I can never, uh, or how do you like, how are you with your kids all day? And I think homeschooling does not make you more patient. It just gives you more opportunities to practice yeah. patience. Um, and I have learned that full force, um, the older my kids get, like just the more, um, dynamics that there are. And it is a lot of every day having to get up and do these things that are monotonous, but also like I need to give full effort and um, I don't know. So it's a lot of just, I think uh, asking the Lord for help and being dependent on him. Like some days just moment by moment, like that him, I need the every hour, you know, just that is so powerful for me. Cause I'm like, I can, there are days where just, things are going off the rails, everything's breaking down. And it's just like, whew, okay, how do we, how do we regroup? How do we restart? Um, and just, I think, clinging, like being a wild cross clinger of saying, I, I need yeah. just a moment by moment dependence on the Holy Spirit's empowerment and the Lord's mercy on me as a parent. Um, and then just being honest and saying, like, I, there may be a time where you come to me even like big picture and you are not happy with the fact that, you know, dad and I chose homeschooling or you are struggling with some of the choices that we made in your education or your upbringing. And just to recognize like that, 
I am doing my best to be obedient to the Lord and to like what I feel called to and what I feel like is the best of all the choices. Um, but that I always want to hold that loosely and humbly and to say, yeah. like, even in the day to day, but even in the big picture that like, we might make some choices that are wrong or that like my kids don't love. Um, and that I always want to have a posture of humility with them and to say, I love you. And I, you're important to me and you're special to me. But like mom is also like in massive need of grace. And so I don't know if that answers the question, but Absolutely. yeah, I think it's I just, it's just resting in Jesus, I think, and doing the best that I can and knowing that I've been obedient to what God is asking me to do. Yeah. And I think that it rounds us back to what we were talking about before of building that relationship, because when we show them so many people, like you said, will say, how do you have the patience? And you're like, I don't, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. don't. Um, but then coming to our kids and apologizing to them, mm -hmm. like mommy, I know for me, like a friend of mine gave me advice a really long time ago that she'll just like literally stop and start praying aloud when she's frustrated. Mm -hmm. And I literally do that. Dear Lord, mommy's, I'm very frustrated right now. Like this is happening. I'm feeling overwhelmed. Like, will you just help me right now? And I know like my mm -hmm. kids will all stop and be like, what is she doing right now? Yeah really recenters us and like lets them know like mommy gets frustrated too mommy gets overwhelmed mm -hmm. too and I think yeah. that then just like when we do go back to our lessons or when we do things that are less preferred their preferences mm -hmm. or the reluctance that we were talking about like it shows them that like we're in this together like we're not we're not I try to remind my kids of that like I want to be a team with you. I'm not trying to do a monkey versus kids thing like this. I want yeah. to go to best help us. And, and like you said, like for us to be a team of knowing, like we all need Jesus just because I'm older than you doesn't mean that I have it figured out. Like I'm, I'm navigating the waters just like you are. Yeah. And let's do it together. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so I love all of this. Well, thanks so much for, coming on here and chatting I know that finding these times is can be challenging so I'm really glad we got to chat one-on-one -on -one. Yeah, I know this is great thank you yeah I think these conversations are so special and um I just again want to um talk about your homeschool one-on-one -on -one course so people know that that's out there um especially for new families I'm seeing a few people even comment here as we're speaking um we don't have time to address it all right now but um I definitely will try to reach out to them um, to um, address them individually um, and let people know that you are an amazing resource for people just starting out. So in case you're just joining, just know that um, Katie has a homeschool one-on-one -on -one course for you if you are just getting started and this is a great resource. So thanks so much. Katie. I appreciate it. It was great Thank to chat. You. Yeah. Have a great night. You too. Bye. Bye.